Welcome to First Unitarian Society of Minneapolis, the birthplace of Congregational Humanism. We carry on that tradition of free thought today, dedicated to promoting a free search for truth, meaning, and justice. Our web address is firstunitarian.org. I'm David Breeden, Senior Minister. Welcome. I'm sitting in the middle of a rather muddy puddle with my bottom full of bubbles and my rubbers full of mud. While my jacket and my sweater go on slowly getting wetter as I very slowly settle to the bottom of the mud. And I find that what a person with a puddle round her middle thinks of mostly in the muddle is the muddiness of mud. This ditty by the Canadian poet Dennis Lee captures the dual nature of our presentation today, silliness and also some poetry, some words to live by, swirl together here today, a departure from our typical analytical headiness. It's an invitation to drop from our heads into a space that is more emotional, perhaps reactive, just letting us be. At my request, you have sent in some poetry, words that are meaningful to you when times are tough, and times are indeed tough. We may feel like the wheels are coming off the wagon of our society. I don't need to recite for you the daily assault in the news. So today is a little talk to take about a couple of options when we're in the muddy puddle, about how we might engage inspiring poetry, whether reading it or writing it, to soothe an internal or an external hurt, and or to seek out humor as a salve and a corrective. The past, the present, and the future walk into a bar. It was tense. Good, groans, groans are good. Jay will share some of the poems that you've sent in. Jay, will you come and share with us? I've got it right here if you want it. A Complicated Joy by Heidi Barr. What a complicated joy it is to witness light spilling into a new day with the blood shed yesterday is not yet dry. What a complicated joy it is to absorb warm sun upon our face when the rest of you feel numb with grief. What a complicated joy it is to notice a butterfly's delicate beauty, keeping company with overripe fruit, entering a season of decay. What a complicated joy it is to be wholly alive on this hurting earth, each day a new union of sunlight and shadow. Oh, complicated joy. Oh, complicated grief. 
Oh, how much beauty and terror there is to behold in the world. My husband Mike has been remembering the Oliver Wendell Holmes Sr. long epic poem, The Wonderful One Hoss Shay. It refers to a simple carriage, a one-horse chaise, right? And it's a satire on the breakdown of Calvinism in New England. In it, a religious man, a deacon, constructs a fine carriage, and it lasts perfectly for a hundred years, and then all at once, everything breaks down. The wheels come off, the seat breaks, the harnesses become tattered, it all goes to pot. As the great Moms Mabley said, it ain't no disgrace getting old, but it sure is inconvenient. <laughs> Maybe you see why Mike has been thinking about this one hache, how even things that once ran smoothly break down, including our bodies, our loved ones, our pets. Here's a piece written by FUS member Patty Dorf after her beloved dog died. Patty's here. This is my memory of my dog, of, of the dog I once loved so dearly. Mischief, a dog known as Missy. I loved her. Return with a quick tongue, she came into my life when I was empty and filled me with a missing piece. Her once shiny black coat had turned to gray. Those bright loving eyes had become dull. Now the toys once played with remain in her box. Retrieving sticks from the lake and lawn, her endless energy never depleted. Running fast with a bicycle beside her, all the watched, all that watched, amazed. Without her, all is quiet and still. Buried in the backyard, she lives where good dogs go. To once more play and live again. When the unspeakable happens, poets give shape to thoughts that threaten to overwhelm us. Here is Amanda Gorman wrote on the occasion of the mass shooting of elementary school students in Uvalde. Uvalde, thank you. I was like, whew, Uvalde, Texas. <clears throat> Hymns for the hurting. Everything hurts. Our hearts shattered, shadow and strange. Minds made muddied and mute. We carry tragedy and terrifying and true. And yet none of it is new. We knew it as home, as horror, as heritage. 
Even our children cannot be children, cannot be. Everything hurts. It's a hard time to be alive and even harder to stay that way. We're buried to live, we're, we're, we're burdened to live out these days while at the same time blessed to, live, to outlive them. This alarm is how we know we must be altered, that we must differ or die, that we must triumph or try. Thus, while hate cannot be terminated, it can be transformed into a love that lets us live. May we not just give grieve, may we not just grieve, but give. May we not just ache, but act. May our signed right to bear arms never blind our sight from shared harm. May we choose our children over chaos. May another innocent never be lost. Maybe everything hurts, our hearts shadowed and strange, but only when everything hurts, may everything change. How can we possibly ever laugh when such terror and tragedy exist in our world? When John Stewart accepted the Mark Twain Prize in American Humor this spring at the Kennedy Center, he asked and answered his own question. He said this, what's going to happen to comedy? Is comedy going to survive in this new moment? Comedy survives every moment, he said. Having Egyptian comic, who was threatened by his government, Bassem Youssef here at the ceremony is a great example of the true threat to comedy. It's not the woke police that are going to be an existential threat to comedy. It's not the fresh prince, it's the crown prince. It's not the fragility of audiences, it's the fragility of leaders. Comedy doesn't change the world, but it's a bellwether. It's the banana peel in the coal mine. <laughs> when a society is under threat, comedians are the ones who get sent away first. It's a reminder to people that democracy is under threat. Authoritarians are the threat to comedy, to art, to music, to thought, to poetry to progress, to all of those things. It ain't the pronoun police, it's the secret police. Hmm. It always has been and it always will be. What we have is fragile and precious and the way to protect it isn't to change how audiences think. It is to change how leaders lead. Close quote. John Stewart, Stephen Colbert, John Oliver, and so many others stand in the great line of satirists who skewer the egos of politicians and leaders from whom we deserve better. And I swear to you, it is my salve in these so difficult times to watch 
Stephen Colbert in the morning after he's performed the night before, and I know he needs a break, but dang it, I miss him when he's gone. Theater director Ellen Chang says this, the thing about laughter is that it surprises you. And what's the definition of surprise? It's attack. Comedy has to attack you on a certain level, especially if it's telling the truth you've been thinking and now someone has said it. A forgetful old gas man named Dieter who went poking around his gas heater touched a leak with his light. He blew out of sight. And as everyone who knows anything about poetry can tell you, he also ruined the meter. <laughs> See, silliness in the midst of pain. Jay, here are a couple of readings for you to share. Okay. How the Light Comes. Sean Richardson. I cannot, Jane Richardson, I'm sorry. I cannot tell you how the light comes. What I know is that it is more ancient than imagining. That it travels across an astounding expanse to reach us. That it loves reaching out what is hidden, what is lost, what is forgotten, or in the peril, or in the pain that it has a fondness for the body, for finding its way towards flesh, for tracing the edges of form, for shining forth through the eye, the hand, the heart. I cannot tell you how the light comes, but that it does, that it will, that it works its way into the deep, deepest dark that enfolds you though it may seem long ages in coming or arrive in a shape that you did not foresee. And so may this day turn ourselves towards it. May we lift our faces to let it find us. May we bend our bodies to follow the arc it makes. May we open and open more and open still to the blessed light that comes. We need the lightness of laughter to balance the evil of the world. Here's a poem from Rabbi Chaim Stern. When evil darkens our world, let us be the bearers of light. When fists are clenched in self-righteous rage, let our hands be open for the sake of peace. When injustice slams doors on the ill, the poor, the old, and the stranger, let us pry the doors open. When shelter is lacking, let us be builders. Where food and clothing are needed, let us be providers. Where knowledge is denied, let us be champions of learning. When dissent is stifled, let our voices speak truth to power. When the earth and its creatures are threatened, let us be their guardians. 
when bias, greed, and bigotry erode our country's values, let us proclaim liberty, liberation, throughout the land. In places where no one acts like a human being, let us bring courage. Let us bring compassion. Let us bring humanity. And I will add, let us bring laughter. How many Catholics does it take to change a light bulb? None. We use candles. How many Lutherans does it take to change a light bulb? Three. One to change it, one to justify it, and one to nail notice of the change to the church door. How many Amish does it take to change a light bulb? What's a light bulb? How many Southern Baptists does it take to change a light bulb? Change? <laughs> How many Episcopalians does it take to change a light bulb? Ten. One to call the electrician, and nine to say how much we like the old light bulb better. <laughs> how many Unitarian Universalists does it take to change a light bulb? We choose not to make a statement either in favor of or against the need for a light bulb. You are invited to uh, compose a poem or create a modern dance for next Sunday's annual light bulb Sunday service, in which we will explore a number of lighting traditions, including compact fluorescent, incandescent, three-way, and long life, all of which are valid paths to luminescence. <laughs> I think that's the best I can do. <laughs> Let's sing. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find much more about humanism and what's happening at First Unitarian Society in Minneapolis by visiting our website at firstunitarian.org. Thank you.